Every person who comes to earth depends on Jesus Christ to fulfill the promise he made in heaven to be our Savior without him. The plan of salvation would have failed because his mission was necessary. All of the prophets from Adam to Christ testified that he would come. Acts chapter 10 verse 43. All of the prophets since Christ have testified that he did come of all need to study the life of the Savior and follow him faithfully throughout our lives. Adam learned that the Savior's name would be Jesus Christ and also that Jesus would die upon the cross and be resurrected. Noah and Moses also testified of him. About 800 years before the Savior was born on the earth, Isaiah foresaw his life. When Isaiah saw the grief and sorrow that the Savior would suffer to pay the price for the sins, he exclaimed, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Surely he would come or he would warn griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was addressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened at his mouth. He is brought as a slave, to us laughter. Nephi also saw a vision of the Savior's future birth and mission. He saw a beautiful virgin, and an angel explained, Behold the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God. After the manner of the flesh, the Nephi saw the virgin holding a child in her arms. The angel declared, Behold the lamp of God, even the Son of the Eternal Father. In first Nephi chapter eleven verse twenty one. About 124 years before Jesus was born, King Benjamin, another Nephite prophet, also pursued the Savior's life. For behold, the time cometh and is not far distant, that with power the Lord Omnipotent Horinian, who was in his from all eternity to all eternity, shall come down from heaven among the children of men, and shall dwell in a tabernacle of clay, and shall go forth amongst men, working mighty miracles, such as healing the sick, raising the dead, causing the lame to walk, the blind to receive their sight, and the deaf to hear, and curing all manner of diseases. And he shall cast out devils, or the evil spirits which dwell in the hearts of the children of men. And he shall suffer temptations, and be in a body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, even more than can suffer, except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every poor so great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and the abominations of these people. And he shall be called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of heaven and earth, the Creator of all things from the beginning, and his mother shall be called Mary. The story of the birth and life of the Saviors is found in the New Testament in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John.
From their accounts, we learned that Jesus was born of a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to marry Joseph when an angel of the Lord appeared to her. The angel told her that she was to be the mother of the Son of God. She asked him how his was, this was possible. He told her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of his highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of this shall be called the Son of God. Thus God the Father became the literal Father of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only person on earth to be born of a mortal mother in an immortal Father. That is why He is called the only begotten Son. He inherited divine powers from His Father. From His mother, He inherited mortality and was subject to hunger, thirst, fatigue, pain, and death. No one could take the Savior's life from him unless he willed it. He had no power. He had power to lay down his life and power to lay up again, up his body again after dying. From his youth, Jesus obeyed all that was required of him by our Heavenly Father. Under the guidance of Mary and Joseph, Jesus grew much as other children grow. He loved in a way that Luke tells us. And the child grew and walked strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. By that time he was 12 years old, Jesus had grown in his understanding that he had been sent to the will of his father. He went with his parents to Jerusalem. When his parents were returning home, they discovered that he was not with their group. They went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, and they were hearing him and asking him questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Joseph and Mary were relieved to find him, but they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, why thou hast dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought the sorrowing. Jesus answered her, saying, Will she not that I must be about my heavenly father's business? In order to fulfill his mission, Jesus was to do the will of his father. In heaven, I do nothing of myself, he declared, but as my father had taught me, I speak these things, I do always those things, and please him. When Jesus was 30 years old, he came to John the Baptist to be baptized in the Jordan River. John was reluctant to baptize Jesus. Because he knew that Jesus was greater than he. Jesus asked John to baptize him in order to fulfill all righteousness. John did baptize the Savior, immersing him completely in the water. When Jesus was baptized, his father spoke from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased.
The Holy Ghost descended as shown by the sign of the dove. Soon after Jesus was baptized, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights to be with God. After that, Satan came to tempt Jesus, firmly resisted all of Satan's temptations, and then commanded Satan to leave. Jesus Christ remained sinless, the one perfect being to ever walk on the earth. After his last, after his past, and his encounter with Satan, Jesus began his public ministry. He came to earth not only to die for us, but also to teach us how to live. He taught that there are two great commandments. First, to love God with all our heart, might, mind, and strength, and second, to love others as we love ourselves. His life to love others is, is an, his life is an example of how we should obey these two commandments. If we love God, we will trust and obey Him, as Jesus did. If we love others, He will help them meet their physical and spiritual needs. Jesus spent his life as ever serving others. He cured them of diseases. He made the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. Once when he was healing the sick, it became late and the people were hundred were hungry. People were hungry. Instead of sending them away, he blessed five loaves of bread and two fishes, and miraculously was able to feed a multitude of 5,000 people. We find, and he thought that whatever we find people hungry, cold, naked, or lonely, we should help them all we can. When we help others, we are serving the Lord. Jesus loved others with all his heart. Open his heart was so full of compassion that he wept. He loved little children, the elderly and the humble, simple people who had faith in him. He loved those who had sinned. And with great compassion, he taught them to repent and be baptized. He thought, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 14:16, Jesus even loved those who sinned against him. And were unrepentant. At the end of his life, he, as he hung on the cross, he prayed to the Father for the soldiers who had crucified him, pleading, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He thought, in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, he thought, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. John chapter 15, verse 12. Jesus wanted this gospel taught to people all over the earth, so he chose still apostles to testify of him. They were the original leaders of his church. They received authority to act in his name and do the works they had seen him. Those who received authority, From them were also able to teach, baptize, and perform other ordinances in his name. After his death, 
They continued to do his work until the people became so wicked that they killed the apostles. Near the end of his mortal ministry, Jesus prepared to make the ultimate sacrifice for all the sins of mankind. He had been condemned to die because he had testified to the people that he was the Son of God. The night before his crucifixion, Jesus went to a garden called Gethsemane. Soon he was weighed down by deep sorrow and wept as he prayed. Later, the apostle or son Pewetni was permitted to see the Savior suffering in a vision. Seeing the Savior wept, he said, I was so moved at the sight that I also wept out of pure sympathy. My whole heart went out to him. I love him with all my soul and long to be with him as I long for nothing else. Jesus went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed him, saying, O oh my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as the west, as the will. In a modern revelation, the Savior described How great his suffering was uh, saying it caused him to tremble because of pain and to bleed at every pore and to suffer both body and spirit. He suffered according to the flesh, taking upon himself our pains, sicknesses, infirmities, and sins. No mortal person can comprehend just how great this burden was. No other person could have endured Sasagone of body and spirit, he descended above below all things, that he might be in all and through all things, the light of truth. But his suffering was not yet complete. The following day, Jesus was beaten, humiliated, and spit upon. He was required to carry his own cross. Then he was lifted up and nailed to it. He was tortured in one of the cruelest ways men have ever devised. After suffering on the cross, he cried out in agony, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In Mark chapter 15, verse 34, In Jesus' bitter, bitterness heart, the Father had withdrawn from his dream so Jesus could finish suffering the penalty of, for the sins of all mankind that Jesus might have complete victory over the forces of sin and death. When the Savior knew that his sacrifice had been accepted by the Father, he exclaimed in a loud voice, It is finished, Father. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. He bowed in Luke chapter 23, verse 46. He bowed his head and voluntarily gave up his spirit. The Savior was dead as a violent earthquake shook the earth. Some friends took the Savior's body to a tomb where it lay upon until the third day. During this time, his spirit went and organized the missionary work to other spirits who needed to receive his gospel. In First Peter chapter 3, verse 18-20, to 20, on the third day, a Sunday, he returned to his body and took it up again. 
He was the first to overcome death. The prophecy has been fulfilled that he must rise again from the dead. In John chapter 20 verse 9. Shortly after his resurrection, the Savior appeared to the Nephites and established his church in the Americas. He taught the people and blessed them. This moving account is found in 35 chapter 11 through 28. His sacrifice showed his love for his father for us. Jesus taught, Greater love hath no man than this that a man laid on his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. In John chapter 15 verse 13 to 14, He willingly and humbly went through the sorrow in Gethsemane and the suffering on the cross so he could receive all the blessings of the plan of salvation. To receive these blessings, he must come unto him, repent of our sins, and love him with all our hearts, he said. And this is the gospel which I have given unto you, that I came into the world to do the will of my Father, because my Father sent me, and my Father sent me that I might be lifted upon the cross. And after that I had been lifted up upon the cross that I might draw, draw all men unto me, that they might be judged according to their works. For the works which have seen me do, that ye shall also do. Therefore, what manner of men ought ye to be, where they see unto you, even as I am. And so, what are your feelings as you ponder the Savior's sacrifice for you? So, as we know this, I remember that The sacrifice for me is uh, all people all people are saved by Jesus Christ. So he invited each one of us to come unto him by repenting of our sins and obey his commandments. And I feel that the Heavenly Father loves us so much as he sent his son Jesus Christ here on earth. To proclaim his revelation, his atoning sacrifice that he made for the children of men.